Hello, my amazing mompreneurs. Welcome back to the Mompreneur Guide podcast, the final mom chat of season three. And I am so, so excited because I have my new like bestie here with me, Orby. Orby and I met at Kathy Heller's retreat in February. No, not February, in May in Florida. And we have become close since we have kiddos that are similar ages. She's going to tell us all about her mom and entrepreneur life, but Orvi, I'm just so excited to have you here and to get to have a mom chat and let people be a fly on the wall and see what conversations are like between the two of us and just see that they're not alone, that they're feel seen and heard and understood. And just like, no matter where we are in mom life, we're all in the same spot, no matter what level we're at. And so yes. I'm so grateful to have you and just, we have so many amazing conversations. So I know this is going to be a good one, but before we hop into it, can yeah. you introduce yourself? Tell everybody about the mom and entrepreneur side of your life. Yes. Thanks so much. I'm so grateful for our friendship and it feels like you're right. It feels like it's been a longer time than it has. So that's always <laughs> good. Right. Um, so I am Orvi, as you mentioned, and, um, I am a proud mother of two boys, or I like to say presenting as boys because they'll get to decide that when the time comes for themselves. And, um, I'm married, um, and I live in Columbus, Ohio. And so my, that's my mom life. Um, and then my mompreneur life or entrepreneur life is that I am a um, leadership and life coach supporting women of color, impact makers, leaders, and entrepreneurs, essentially to help them move from a life um, by default to a life by design so they can really, you know, increase their impact, amplify their legacy that they want to leave in this world. Mm-hmm. I love how you said life by design and like that whole concept is just so important. I mean, that's why us mompreneurs get into mompreneurship, right? But I love that in terms of how you're helping women, it's not just mompreneurs, it's anybody in the leadership space and helping them Mm -hmm. live life by design, even if they're not in the free structure uh, that we tend to have. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for that. I think we think, you know, and this is our really primarily based on our conditioning and also what I like to call, you know, toxic white patriarchy Mm -hmm. as a driver of the way that we're experiencing the society that we currently live in. And so I think for us from the time, you know, we were essentially birthed here or the time we found ourselves living here in, you know, our country, that we essentially are just so normed to believe that it's a nine to five life. And that's what I live for. And right, like that saying, you know, you don't work, you work to live, not live to work. And you should, like, if you love what you do, I think that's really incredible. And actually, I think that's where your impact lies. And that's what I think living life by design is. If you love what you do, then you do more of it and you're doing it from a place of balance and not just over exhaustion or overwhelm. Wonderful. Like keep doing you, right? But I think that's where your impact lies. And that's where your ability to really create um, the world you want to see and the influence you want to see and community around what you want to be doing, that lies in creating a life by design, right? And I just think it feels unaccessible, unattainable, you know, unapproachable to so many women um, because again, of this like really intense norming that we really haven't taken a step back to reflect on to say, oh, why is it that I think I have to do it this way? Mm-hmm. Or, oh, wait, there's other ways. Or again, like I love to say like the space in between. There's, it's not black and white. Life isn't black and white. All the things we choose, our decision-making isn't black and white. That life is a choice. 
and all of that. And so to really look at like the creative possibility in the, in the between. Mm, I love how you said the way we experience life and how we may be experiencing it one way right now, but we have other possibilities. Like we were normed to feel a certain way, but I would love to talk about their like patterns and conditioning, yeah. because I feel like we yeah. both had this conversation before where yeah. we like get stuck in a rut. Essentially, like you said, we're normed by society into thinking that it's one way or my way or the highway. When in reality, yeah. what I'm hearing and what I know of you obviously is that the conversation is really about no matter where you are, there's always a choice to choose you and yeah. what's best for you. Like you said, keep doing you, whatever that looks like. So can we yeah. talk a little bit about like patterns and conditioning and maybe how you've seen it in your own life and also with clients and how you work through that? Yeah. So, I mean, I love like when you said that, I was like, oh, this is the, the story for that, right? Like for me, I was in a very successful career and I was, you know, in all the places thriving and moving and except for, I knew I always wanted to support women differently. And I knew there was like this natural pattern of what I do now, which is coaching, mentoring, advising. There was always that, you know, ingrained in the work that I did. And one of the things that when I decided to pursue, you know, entrepreneurship, you really have to think about how that's going to affect your finances, right? And so when I thought about that, I was like, okay, well, I'm prepared, you know, to do X, Y, and Z. And everybody, uh, you know, who goes into entrepreneurship kind of looks at it that way. The one thing I was not prepared for is to really start to examine how do I look at financial success for myself? And that under a larger umbrella of what is my life as impact? Is it really about the money I make or the amount of money? Now, there is nothing wrong. I think everybody in this world should, you know, be in the highest of, of abundant mindsets. You and I both agree with that. Yes. And I think you should have all the money and you should do all the things you want with it. There is no lack. We can all access it. And it's just amount. It's just for me, the delineation was when do you start it? Let it start letting it define everything you do versus it being a part of it. And so for me, th that was, you know, one example of like the first real times where I had to kind of look it straight in the eyes and say, what is it that I'm measuring my life by? Is it measuring my life by the money I make? Or is it measuring it by the lives I touch? Or is it measuring it by the balance between those that I impact outside my home and those I impact inside my home, right? Like my children, because I strongly believe in like conscious parenting and like they are the ripple effect, like the next generation of what is to happen and what is to come. And the energy I direct in that, in a way, is also as important as the energy I direct, you know, through my work or in my community service, which are also really big uh, pieces of the puzzle and the pie for me, you know. So all of that is just an example of like, oh my gosh, this is how we have let the conditioning that is, you know, comes through us. So like when you look at social conditioning or like the blueprint of our lives or the roadmap that we follow, we basically formed it by the age of five. And it kind of works in concentric circles, right? So like, this is kind of touching on your point. Like, so how do we do that work? How do we challenge what we're thinking? Well, we start to examine where do I get my thoughts from? Where do I get my decision-making filters from? Where do I get my um, mindsets from, right? Where, 
how do I feel about a certain thing? Why is it that I think this way, but I feel this way about this particular area, whether it's money, whether that's um, type of job title, whatever, it, you know, like how, what kind of mother I can be, what kind of partner I should be and start to like, think about, okay, where did I get those from? And oftentimes that just unraveling a little bit of that um, string leads you really far back. And when you start to see it's by that, like around that really critical time when you have your, you know, theta brainwave state going down, right? This like very imaginative, creative side of you starting to be in a state of socialization. That's around five and six, like those ages. And so when that happens, it's essentially like the way that we perceive the world and how the world is both occurring for us and occurring against us is sort of cemented. And it's cemented in those concentric circles. Like I would say like, you're in the middle, but your parents or your, or your guardians are your closest, those who look after you and caretake for you. Then it's like your schooling, right? Like that environment with that, whatever that looks like. And then it's like, you know, family or friends, depending on who was the closest and who wasn't, that's gonna how it's gonna filter out and about. The one thing that we never do, like I wish they taught it in college. I wish, you know, I wish there was like a course, a like life course, right? We never take a step back and think, I want new conditioning. I want new things that I subscribe to. I want new beliefs, right? Until you sort of have that like breaking point where you're like, this isn't working, I have to evaluate it. But we don't need to get to the breaking point before we evaluate it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like we have a new product for you. You need to create a life <laughs> course like, for people who want new, want to do new conditioning. It's genius. Yeah. And just the visual of what you were saying with those circles, like you can really see the ripple effect yeah. and see how that grows. Like, especially in the conversations that we've had too, with our kids about our kids yeah. and how we believe that, like how we are showing up and, and how we're supporting them is affecting them. And then they're going to go and take that and like ripple effect into the world. I think as mompreneurs, we have just such a keen eyesight on that because it's not only who we're affecting in terms of our kids, but then also our clients. And so we see that impact, but I love what you said about like, you weren't prepared to address the money versus the impact Mm -hmm. and like having to define versus like it be part of it, like have it define Mm -hmm. you versus it just being part of the experience. I think that is so crucial because I've had this conversation a lot recently on the podcast and you and I have talked about this a lot too, about like the self-worth tied in achievement. And then that taking that a level further as a mompreneur and having that conversation of, well, my achievement is the money that I make and that impact that I'm having on my family financially. And I love that you were able to take that step back, especially because you had a successful career and you still do in your new business, but you had to take that step back and just like untie those two things. Like you said, Mm -hmm. it was like unraveling a string and how do we challenge that conditioning? I think that's so impactful. And I know you are like, we've talked about this, such a whiz in the mindset space and (laughs) you do such a good job. And so then with your clients, I'm assuming like, this is the basis of the conversation. They come to you and they have this thing of what you said. You said, I have a successful career, but there was a, but not a, enthusiasm and excitement. And so then I'm guessing they come to you and are like, okay, it's a, but, but I have no idea what it is or how to to unravel that. And so then that's where you can support these leaders and taking the next step. Is that correct? Yeah, that's exactly. And you kind of literally hit, this is experience I have, and this is how I explain it is 
most of the time, the thing that you're experiencing, the um, tension or friction in your life is really a symptom of a root cause. And the root cause is what we try to unearth so that we're not caught in a pattern of like, or that we're not caught in a cyclical pattern, right? So that it's not that I change my job, that my job is causing me strife. I change my job and three years later, I'm back in that again. And let me tell you that happened to me like three times. <laughs> so I was like, I speak from that, from experience where like three years go by, the same, the same symptom came up for me, the same, um, you know, feeling that flutter of like, what if something else, like whatever that looks like. And, and it manifests like each root cause can manifest in multiple symptoms, but it's ultimately related to that one kind of thing that you have within you. And a lot of times it's, you know, um, again, like a lot about this conditioning, how we tie our, what we tie our worthiness to, right. Mm -hmm. It can come up to, you know, um, whether we think we are like our inner critics, like good enough for things of that sort, right? Mm -hmm. um, it can come up to, you know, a lot of the times it's about unleashed or untapped potential. So it's really because you're playing small. It's a really around this, you have it, but you've never seen it in the world the way that you wanna deliver it to the world. And therefore you're really suppressing or, or stymieing it, you know? So what I do is really work with clients to unpack that towards their goals, right? Like clients will come because they want to create better teams. They'll come because they want to, you know, be successful in this um, executive transition or career transition. You know, they want to be, you know, more impactful in the way that they present themselves in our communications and all of that. But it usually comes to some underpinning of this. And so when we start to work through that, it's almost like, we were on a one-way street. We thought we were on a one-way street. And now all of a sudden we're on like, you know, a Boeing 700 <laughs> size runway. And you're like, oh, like I could do so many things and I could do this so many ways. And that is where the life by design occurs. That's where your impact up levels, right? Because you start to look at how you actually occur for the world. I love how you said up level. Cause I can't remember if I told you this or not, but that's the theme of season three is oh, <laughs> of course, did it, of course we would do this. <laughs> yeah. It's all about up leveling. And I starred and like got chills over how you said it's oftentimes the untapped potential is where we're having this friction or where this holdup is because they haven't seen the possibility of like what they desire. Maybe that like inkling of a vision that they have but they don't know that it can be possible. So since it's all about up-leveling this season, I would love to just hear like how you help clients through that or how you help them identify, oh, you have untapped potential here. Like, mm -hmm. let's see how we can expand that vision and take it from this one-way road to this ginormous runway. Like, can you talk through that process a little bit? Yeah. So I like to go through what we call like, um, we assess. So we kind of really focus on, where are you now? Like, what does your current reality look like? Then we do a space of what I call like allow, which means that we, it's okay. We have growing pains. We need to work. And, and all of this is really session-based. So I work, you know, typically one-to-one -one, um, for a prolonged period of time, you know, and then it, it's somewhat customizable depending on goals, but usually around three, six, and nine, preferably, you know, having a longer period of time because the work just requires that. 
And then we go through, like, so I said, assess. And there's, you know, all types of ways we get after that. Um, there's some, you know, some self-reflection evaluation around that. And then we also do some really deep diving and workshopping um, on like how to kind of get that. And that also occurs throughout the entire time that I'm working with my clients. Um, and then there's also, then we allow, so I say like there's growing pains and there's just a place where you need some time to say, this is who I am. This is who she is. If you identify as, you know, as a, you know, she, but it's, this is who I am. And it's okay that this is where I have been up to this point. It's okay. She's beautiful. And okay, I can say goodbye to her now. So that tomorrow, so that next time, when, whenever we're ready to move forward, we're ready to propel forward. And then we move into like an alignment base, so align, which really then centered around like, okay, what? So now that we've looked at those roots, okay, now that we've unpacked that, where do we go, right? And so where do you go from that? And what is it your goals? What are your goals? And how do we move so that, how do we essentially make your mindset work for you in that direction? Mm-hmm. And then we, we take some action. So we do, you know, action where it's like, okay, how do I put my baby steps? Sometimes some people like the leap great to all of it. Okay. And then, you know, how do I get this actually going? Right. Because it's not, again, just having inspired thoughts. It's having inspired action. So we want to make sure we're doing a bit of that too, to really set and propel you know, the change forward, both in your life and and externally. And really, I think everything we want to see happen in the world, because I do believe, you know, most of the world is as we project it, right? So it's from where we, we don't see anything that we don't know or cannot make sense of, right? And so we see the world as we are. And so when you change who we are, who you are, you see the world differently. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're just such magic. And I love how you said the three and six and nine month containers. Cause this can't, this work can't be done in two seconds. Like you can't just try to like assess and allow and align an action in a day or in a VIP day. Like you can get started, I'm sure, but you're, we said conditioning changes at five. So essentially we're potentially rewriting things from when we were five years old till however old we are now. It doesn't doesn't take two seconds, but I love how you said the allowing part, like it's okay it's okay to say, this is who I am, or this is who I was, and this is who I'm becoming now. And both of those parts yeah. were needed and beautiful and necessary. I think so many of us mompreneurs can relate to all of the evolutions and transitions we've right. had to go through in our business and our mom life. Like it's just always evolving, right? Yeah. We're always going through that. Yeah, absolutely. And there's like a lot of, um, you know, sometimes there's just this feeling. And again, like this comes back to like just the way that we are normed, but it's like the bulldozing effect. Like we just feel like we just have to bulldoze through our lives. And really it's the mindfulness. It's to step back. It's this, it's staying still that can really create opportunity. And we just haven't, unfortunately, again, been taught to do that. And so when we're, we aren't taught to do it, it's scary to stay in still. It's scary. And, and it doesn't mean like you're standing still, nothing's going to happen. It just means that like you are being your best you, like you're in the highest of vibes, your energy is whole, like all of that good stuff that we all know and experience. We just can't sometimes bring our words to it. It's all that's, that's in all of that. Right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and, yeah. 
and the set, you know, an additional layer to the work that I do, especially with women of colors, I say women of color allies and accomplices is really because we have to look at this as lived experiences have, you know, multiple layers to our identities. And it takes some time to really think about that. And sometimes it takes some time to think about, like, I, I don't believe that our life, like there's one strategy for your life. I think you have different parts of your life. And each time that you ask the question, you should ask it for each container or each category. Because I, I see this. So another thing that I, I offer is um, group and corporate training programs. Um, the group programs are individual that they self-select into. And then, you know, corporate trainings, but it's really centered around communications, confident communications and executive presence. And I never start with, here are your five tips for how to show up. It's all about what's inside that's working for you and what's not. So we always work on your inner voice. We always work on identifying where your energy is before we talk about the tips and tricks, you know, part of it. So those are so important. The tactical side of like, yeah, if you're public speaking, like how do you leverage yourself for that? But it all starts from like, who are you being? What are you feeling? And how do you manage that mm. before you step outside of yourself? to deliver your message or your speak up or stand in for things. I love that. I love how you said like that stillness can be scary. Have we had the conversation about Ryan Holiday's book, Stillness is the Key? No, but tell me more. <laughs> do, you, do you know it? I don't know. Oh, it's so good. You'll have to read it. It's this okay. whole concept of like, when we instead are still, then that's when more stuff comes to us and like we can breathe. And I love how we were talking about too before about the conditioning of society. And I mean, here it's always go, go, go. And if you're yeah. stopping, especially as like recovering perfectionist, overachiever, high yeah. achiever, you know, it was like standing still, still felt scary because mm -hmm you don't feel like you're progressing forward and you have all these big goals that you want to reach. But like you were saying, mm -hmm. how can we progress forward and bulldoze through? Like we have been mm -hmm. all this time when we haven't identified the root cause and mm -hmm. haven't looked inward. I think we've been talking and having these conversations more now in the past couple of years, yeah. but prior to that, we weren't really talking about like what's going on inside you and what's lighting you up and what's draining you. And, and right. having that alignment conversation, I think is so key. So I love, love, love that you touched on that. Yeah. And then like, what's really, I think rooted in that or, and, or like very close with that is then being able to trust. So it's like, right, it's scary. And then being able to trust it. Like, so that's exactly what we have to then do. So to move into a realm or create a world that we're not, we don't, we're not afraid to say it's okay to stop for a sec is really around trusting that it actually does propel us forward in the right way, right? And you and I have talked a little bit about the masculine energy versus the feminine energy, but the masculine energy, which has been really that of the world order for so long. Um, again, here in America, showing up a certain way, but it's like really rooted in go fast, go long, go hard, go alone. Mm -hmm. And we are not, that has gotten us far to a certain degree when you assess it, but it hasn't gotten us far enough to say, we all feel good about where we are, right? Like. And I, I mean, I'm not going to get into all of the, um, you know, like, cause I was like, I could tie that for you 
to mm-hmm. basically how we see, you know, climate change or capitalism's effects or, mm-hmm. right? Because that's really what created that. But the other side of it, what we don't see when we're not rooted in like the balance or, you know, having feminine energy balance that masculine energy is we don't see how does it affect, how do our actions affect long-term? How are we a community as we go forward, right? How do we do less harm or do no harm and leave things better than we found them, right? That not being a part of the equation is really detrimental. We can see that occurring for us right now. Mm -hmm. That question of of how do our actions affect long-term? It's like such an obvious question that we should be asking. But it's not one that we're asking, you know, yeah. I think, yeah. I think it, as, as women or mompreneurs in the space, we are certainly thinking about our kids, but how often are we actually verbally having that conversation? I think it's so key. And I also think the trust is key too, because again, high achiever overachievers, we yeah. we're control freaks. We want to be yeah. in control. So trusting yeah, yeah. that the stillness and not going is like, what what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, I don't exactly. have control if I have to trust in nothing. Um, and so I think that that's, yeah, just so crucial. And so I'm curious to know, like, obviously you had to work through a lot of this yourself and it was in, also ingrained in you. I know this is just like who you are is, is knowing these kind of things, but how has things changed for you in having this information, how you're raising your boys, like mm-hmm. how you're approaching mompreneurship, you know, you've made it through that part of the journey. So where are you at now when it comes to where your head is at with conditioning and, and working through the trust and the stillness? Yeah. I mean, I think it's a longer journey that I, you know, that I expect. I think, I guess what I would say in that space is like, I am in a constant state of evaluation and reflection and um revisiting because I think I'm always up leveling and so I don't ever think the work is complete I just have more and more tools as I go so that's as it personally relates to me as it relates to my kids I ask better questions I can pinpoint their sources of you know self I would say self-criticism sometimes, you know, because I have a six and a half year old and I have a three-year-old. So the three-year-old, he's in his perfect state of la 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 <laughs> and, and or like tantrum central and, yeah. you know, Mr. Like three major, like to the maximum. So he's doing him and like, maybe I'll be more like him and do it ourselves. And then my six and a half year old is at like that critical place where he is really starting to put himself in places and positions. And so I get to work with that a little bit more now, which I kind of having the tools I have, I enjoy because I get to ask these questions that just make him, you can just see it's like his ears perk up or his eyes kind of open because I want him to know he has those tools from now. And that's the benefit of doing the work. Um, The benefit is really getting to like make these, mindful little beings, beings that understand that everything they get to do is a choice and that they are whole from the Mm get-go. And that is like so much fun to, to just think about and to sort of work with them on without it being, it can be playful. Like I'm playful about it. It's not so like, we're going to sit down and have mindfulness class, right? (laughs) Like it's more like, okay, well, if that's coming up for, you know, like, like, a lot of the questions that I get or I got in the kindergarten, like end of kindergarten for him was, so the past, you know, six months or three months was really around, so we would get in the car and he'd be like, mom, the day was 30% good. 
no, 30%, no, sorry. Really, really good 30% bad. And I'm like, he does not understand percentages. So it's so funny to hear him say, and I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, well, tell me, which one do you want to tell me about first? You know? And he's like, okay, I'm going to tell you about the bad first as like the human mind loves to do. Yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, let's tell me, you know? And he's like, okay, so all of this was, you know, that inevitably tells me about all the great things. And then he's like, but this happened in, in like, so-and-so didn't want to do this with me. And I asked and I used my words, like you tell me to, and like the teacher tells me, and I'm like, great. And, and they said that that wasn't a great idea. Like my friends, I'm like, okay, all right. Is that what you, is that how you see yourself? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm like, so when they said that to you, is that how you think you are? Like, do you really feel as like, does that, is that what that feels like to you? And he's like, oh, no. And I, you know, and then just like encouraging him to like be okay with sitting with how do I feel knowing who I am? And is that consistent or is that congruent with what they're telling me? And so we do that, you know, and now he has a little bit more language. He's like, well, and I didn't really feel like that was right. That's really like who I was. And I was mm-hmm. like, great. So follow that thread, you know, and I always reassure him like mommy and daddy are really close to you. We really see a little bit more of your true self and we'll let you, you know, and so if you ever have a question about who you look like and what your good goodness looks like, let us know. We'll be happy to chat about that, mm-hmm. you know? So that's kind of like that work, like happening in action with him, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, does that, does, I was like, I can talk about this all day. Like I have so many stories, but Oh that, my like, gosh. I mean, that's amazing. It? Okay. No, that's amazing. I just like that question. Is that what it feels like for you? I don't know if I would have ever been able to verbalize that to my kids. And, and maybe it's because, you know, Jack is three. Yeah. So Jack and Bodie are the same. And then Sophia is like 20 months. She's in that in between, between a year yeah. and a half and two. And um, so, you know, it's still, it's still different. Like lots and lots of big feelings, very much the three major yeah. phase. And then Sophia is just like this little boss, like that we don't, <laughs> <laughs> he's got it going on. Um, so it's, it's interesting. Like, I know I have time until yeah. we have those deeper conversations, but I don't know if I would have ever asked that question. So like, what a gift that you're giving him, but then what a gift you're giving us. Thank you so much for sharing that because I'm sure you can make us a whole long list of different types of questions, better questions that you're asking your kids because you come from this more holistic mindfulness space where, where you're seeing the bigger picture. You've got that bigger runway, right? Yeah. And ultimately I would just say like, exactly as you build a tool like you're making such a great point and I'll just like say what insight it brought forward for me is like you when you practice a new tool in your life that serves you better that tool is just as important for your child and so when you said like you know what question that you'll find the words to that right question for you what I know is like I'm practicing right you know right now and have been for a long time the art and the essence of who I am. And so that question flowed really easy for me because it was like, I want to always remind him he is who he is, you know, and he is his North star mm-hmm. and right. And as he gets older, the discussion will be less about, and hopefully it's going to be hard. I mean, I'm not there yet. Like, like you said, when you fast forward and think about the future, one of the things I think about as they get older is helping them unattached from their parents, like helping him not be about us and really having some self-restraint for myself around not being scared for him to be who he is then, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that'll be the thing that, I, you know, I think about that a lot now, but that'll be the tools, like whatever tools I incur, you know, grow will be for that. So right, right now, whatever tools you're creating around your mindset or around being like the best you you can possibly be, 
those are the ones that you instill in your kiddos starting when you can, you know, just use, it's like, they're never too young to learn it. In fact, another example, if you don't mind, I give it. Oh yes, um, please. My son's at a secret ninja yoga, yoga camp this summer. I, to be honest, did not know exactly what it would be. I was like, you're going to do eight hours of yoga. Like this sounds good. But it wasn't eight hours of yoga. It was yoga mixed with mindfulness, mixed with um, meditation practices. I did not know the whole week what occurred. I would ask him, how was it? He had a great time. It was amazing. I didn't know till two weeks later, he brought out this stone that he had painted. And I was like, oh, tell me about this stone. And he's like, oh yeah, no, this is like your, this is a calming stone. And I said, okay. And he's like, you hold it in your hand by your heart if you choose. And he's like, and He's like, mom, if you want, I can walk you through a mindfulness practice. I'm like, okay, close your eyes. It was like, he was like, I want you to focus on what you're thinking. I want you to let it melt away. Let your body melt away. Let your thoughts melt away. And he was like, you don't have to worry like about anything that comes up for you. It like, he walked me through mindfulness. Like actually he did a five minute, I would say meditation for me. And it was very real. He did it two times, like two different ways. And this is where I was like my, my real, like, I think coming to realization moment where I'm like, it's never too early to start. It's never, you know, like he like totally gets it. And and then he walked, he did breath work. Like he knew how to do breath work work. So they had a toy. So this is how this yoga camp teacher was obviously incredible. She's a yoga instructor, but also teaches at his school. But she, they created this little bottle and it's, it has like a mix of soap, all like vinegar and water and glitter. And you basically you turn it over and you watch it. And as you watch it, you practice breathing. And that, cause when he brought it home the first day, I was like, what the heck is this? Like another, you get to the stage where you're like, this is too many crafts, right. too many crafts <laughs> to keep on, you know, to hold on to. I'm like another craft, another craft, you know? <laughs> Two weeks later, still has a bottle and is now showing me, this is how you use it. This is what it's for. So that's, that was just a reminder to me. And I offer that here because I'm like these, whatever you're putting into practice in your life is it's never too early to share with them. It's never too early to talk about your money differently. Like, you know, I always think a lot about money mindset too, like the messages I send about that. Um, because I think that's like one of the truest ways to disrupt, you know, intergenerational poverty. I think it's one, you know, of the strongest ways, if you will, for women living in this day and age, and this just this is in this society, when you build wealth, you build power, and we need more money in the hands of women. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I will, you know, but like when I say that, I say like when you're talking, when you're thinking about your own money mindset, like that's the opportunity, right? To talk to them or just just say things differently and practice. And that's what they're going to pick up on. And then they're going to think about the runway, the, their own children, if they have them or the kids that, you know, are around them once their adults will have, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gosh. I love how you said the practice again, like bringing that full circle. Like we were conditioned one way. We're learning how to change into the person that we want to be. And you are helping so amazingly in that space, not only with your clients, but also with your kids and then remembering it's a practice and like how we practice, you know, when we think about school and it was always, well, if you could teach it to the person next to you, then, you know, you know it. And so gosh, what a better example than to our clients and to our kids. It's like, when we learn this mindfulness stuff, like you said, I, I, 
think of just different opportunities where I've been working on my money mindset and like, oh yeah, I could turn to the kids and explain to them that or, or share that in something else when we're playing. Um, and, and so I love that practice. Like again, sports or things like that. You had to do it multiple times. It's not one and done, which exactly. I have to remind myself so many times that I can't just yeah. know, know this idea or this concept and then be like, Hey, check, like that's done. Right. 10,000 hours, right? Malcolm Gladwell. So right. exactly. yeah, yeah. Yes. Or V. Oh my gosh. This conversation was so, so amazing. I mean, I knew having you on was going to be like this, where we were just going to have so much insight and yeah. you're just such a wealth of knowledge. So for everybody listening who has become obsessed with you as of course they will <laughs> after Aww. they've heard you tell them how they can follow you, how they could learn more about these trainings and growing in their leadership skills and give them all the yeah. scoop. And we'll link everything in the show notes too, but let them know. Yeah. Awesome. So I think the best way to kind of, you know, become friends is to reach out, you know, via Instagram or and that's at orvipatel.co. And then the same website, orvipatel.co has all of this goodness on there. So I, you know, encourage people to take a look and you can also just reach out to me. There's like easy connection points in there. So that will make that easy for you. Um, and then I also have a free guide that I love to give. And when you pop on that website, you'll get it. But um, Megan will have it in the show notes as well. But um, it is essentially what I call it is a my, is micro ships for that lead to macro change. So three practices we can build to stand with social change. So if that's important for you, if there's some like advocacy or activism or really just how you can stand in this world and create inclusive spaces. Um, if that's important to you, I know that it probably is to, to your audience. I really recommend uh, taking a look at that guide because it's really helpful. Oh my gosh, it's magic. Everything that you do is magic. And yes, that will all be linked in the show notes. Orby, thank you so much for joining us. I so appreciate you being here and just sharing your goodness with us and allowing us to then share that with our kiddos and our clients and everybody. You are a rock star. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Loved it? I'd so appreciate your review. Ready to become an authority in your space? To build a community around your brand on your terms? This is your sign to get it done. Head to themompreneurguide.com authority and we'll take care of you with our new free audio training. See you next time.